Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hi, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team will bring a whole new version of Star Trek into our wheelhouse with the first show to launch the Eternal Network UPN with uh, Star Trek Voyager. We, are watch- we watched season one for it. Now, we've talked about it on previous episodes of the podcast. Laura can't stand the show. <laughs> I hated it when it aired and have made my peace with it. And I like watching it as white noise. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, it is probably dead last in my list of preference for Star Trek shows. Hmm. Over the original series, too? I have fond nostalgic views mm-hmm. of the original series. Over Mon- the animated series. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the animated series has, has some moments. The original series, I think, has lowered a lot, in my opinion, since we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. But Voyager has some real problems. So, the big quantum uncertainty Schrodinger's criticism here. We don't know what Z and Eris think of the show. And this is just based off the first season. They haven't yeah. seen it just as the prophets. They, you, they don't know the shape of the thing until it is complete. But they know the first season. I want to know... Right out of the gate, before we get into episodes, before we get into favorite episodes, before we get into ships, before we get into characters, what do we think of the show? I liked it. Okay. <laughs> liked it or loved it? No, I liked it. I mean, okay. I th- I, um, I was even kind of like barely discussing with you and then also with CJ and then anybody else I could like kidnap and just torture with my words mm-hmm. that I do like the show. It's watchable. It's not like the, uh, like a slog to get through. I like Deep Space Nine better. But I also that's just that's just true. (laughs) But I also recognize that there's like I have certain predilections to unhinged goblin chaos, and I feel like I get more of that in Deep Space Nine than Voyager's a little bit more buttoned up and a little bit more like it's not quite gritty dark in that Nolan sense, but it's just like we are a serious TV show, and this is a very dramatic epic telling of a lost at sea kind of thing. Meanwhile, you get Deep Space Nine, which is like what are those? small <laughs> and i like that more than but i i also have some friends who deeply love voyager yes so and, and yeah. that's another point like we've had uh, on average a negative view of the show but there is a subset of trek fandom that swears by it like yeah i've sometimes said that it's entirely possible i don't like star trek but i love wrath of khan so much <laughs> right. that i'm willing to grade everything else on a curve uh-huh there are some people who love voyager could do without the rest of it. Right. And therefore will tolerate the rest of it because they love Voyager that much. One of mm. my one of the dudes in my DD group like yeah. fuck loves Catherine Drainway. Like that's his captain. Yeah. Loves Voyager. Voyager's his show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Zeely? Yes, that's me. Yeah. I you know what? <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong answer. <laughs> It wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. bad. Okay. Her voice is so annoying. Who's? Jane Away. Oh. It's so annoying. It's <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. It's Catherine Hepburn? 
It, it, she's doing a Catherine Hepburn impression the oh. entire, well, her whole life, to the point where she did a one-woman show as Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. I like it. here. I like, yeah. but it is weird and grating. She has strong grandmother energy with a little Gibson girl do that she's got. And she's got that croaky, like, I smoke two packs a day kind of <laughs> voice. Like, she, I'm just like, if she was completely silver haired and just more like, listen, I've been beating the shit out of people twice your age for my entire <laughs> life. Okay, shut up. Like, I need her to bring like strict, angry grandma energy to the ship. And she does occasionally do, do that. She'll bring it a lot more as time goes on. There's, yes! <laughs> the show will lean on time travel like a crutch. I know, I really shouldn't be criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> Read Max books! <laughs> um, they also lean on the, the holodeck. The holodeck they is, do a lot of holodeck. holodeck breaks a lot on that show. <laughs> yeah. I actually really liked how they explained their bullshit with the holodeck, though. Because mm. it was like, I guess, I think it was like the first or second episode, the, the whole Lost at Sea bit, right? And where they're like, oh, can we use the holodeck energy to help mm -hmm. with the engines? And they're like, no, it's completely incompatible. We just have like this big old battery that doesn't work. And so I complete, and I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers did that on purpose so you could have holodeck episodes without being like, why didn't they take the holodeck down in order to like use their engines? And be like... You did that on purpose, writers, and I, I applaud you. <laughs> well, I mean, the the marching orders for the show was to be as, like, because DS9 was doing its own weird thing. Yeah. And the marching orders for Voyager were, you're launching a network, you got to be as much TNG as possible. Do mm. TNG-like stories. Uh -huh. Be as much TNG as you can. Mm -hmm. But what if we took all their sets and painted them gray and made them drab? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what it that's... A lot of their sets are reused. Yeah. But, you know, that's the Delta Quadrant. That's just the main color. It's, that's what's in vogue over there, I guess. Yeah. I didn't really get a TNG vibe. I got a little bit of the original series vibe from it. Just more structured. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wasn't a fan of the original series, like, at all. Right, we understand. Um... But I, I, I Your did. poker face is terrible. We went several listen, years through the original listen. series. We, we're aware of how you felt. Yeah. I can't help what my face does. I was born with it like this. But I, 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 you know what? I did enjoy some of these episodes. I didn't okay. take a whole hell of a lot of notes. So like looking back at the names of them, I'm kind of like, I don't remember what that episode was about. Mm -hmm. But while I was watching it, I wasn't like, God, I just can't wait till this is over. Right. Like nothing like that. And I really like Neelix. <laughs> Really yeah. like Neelix. We straight up fell asleep during really? it. Really? <laughs> Listen, I like Neelix and Kess's relationship because I... Really? <laughs> yes. Okay, listen... Most sitcoms, you introduce a couple, and all, and they do this with Miles and Keiko, mm -hmm. where they fight, and the mm -hmm. whole, every scene is about how, like, oh my god, their marriage is in shambles. Mm -hmm. Neelix and Kess are like, we're a unit, we have different opinions about things, but they're always structured as a unit. Is it Kess or Ness? Kess. 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 Oh, I've been writing Ness. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you were already shipping that. And I, yeah, do, and I do appreciate the fact that they decide, like, they didn't just, like, here's this couple, and then it's like they're arguing all the time. Yeah. Because that's, that is kind of what they did with Miles and Keiko. Mm -hmm. That's what they do with a lot of different couples on the show, or in any show in general, is that they introduce a couple, and they're like, what if the major conflict for this season is that they're fighting? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I just appreciate that. A couple things there. A couple things there. <laughs> oh, no. Let's, let's unpack a few things. Okay, oh, no. you're not at all bothered that Cass is two years old. Wait, what? She's an old company. They only lived to seven or nine years. She is this many. 
Okay, so if she's two out of nine, that percentage-wise makes her... Wonderful. Excellent thinking. And they probably should have gone that way. Uh, early season two, she starts to go through puberty. No, you shut your mouth. I'm not. I'm like, that's why I'm like... Really? But they don't I, okay. know that yet. But see, we don't know that yet. They left it at, oh, she's fully mature at nine months old or whatever. Like, right, right, that's actually kind of, because like, I do remember the little note that like, they only live to be about nine, and I was just like, well, maybe that's because like you kill them off early or something, because like, you keep use them as fucking indentured like slavery or whatever. I think in the, the episode where Neelix was like, dying but not dying but dying it was just like i always was afraid that i would like outlive you or whatever and i was like oh they're they're just like they're like a mayfly series yeah, uh, that, that, species that's when it was written as originally but there's an episode coming up where she's like ah oh, she's becoming a woman and i'm like the fuck i don't like See, that yeah, i don't, I don't like, like it either i don't accept that as canon i don't yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> she, she's already she like yeah i so they didn't tell us that i just assumed right. that she because she because she has that whole like Hey, I'm mature. I'm like learning medical. I'm becoming. A, she's like, I'm in college essentially, yeah. learning how to be mm-hmm. an RN. Like that was the level of like, I'm a fully formed adult. Mm-hmm. I have good opinions. Like I know how to handle my shit. If they left like, it that way, it'd be right. fine. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm totally Even fine then, with it. She's like rating at about like twenty, you know, by our standards, mm-hmm. and he is easily in his mid forties. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been there. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But I'm also kind of like, I don't know, I only can speak. At the very least, like, he treats her well, like, for the first season. Like, yeah. they seem to treat each other well. Yeah. And again, like, they do operate like a unit. Like, he, he respects her opinion just as much. Like, I like that part. Okay. I I am going to change my opinion very fast yeah. in season two, for yeah. sure. Um, but right am, now, where I'm sitting, it shot. seems okay. So like what the fuck, Voyager writers? How dare you? I'm gonna scream That's... at you from the from the future. Okay, welcome to the '90s for me. <laughs> Real, I I I I did not think you would be like, hey, Neelix, and not even just Neelix, Neelix and Kess. Okay, but like you but have what? more information than we have. Yeah, well, I do. But even we're... even with the information okay, we why? have, why? It, it's, it's it's a little squeaky because she is twenty and he's clearly much much older. I see. I must have missed those things because I don't. I think yeah. I vaguely remember them being I like they only lived to be nine. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't see him as that old. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. he was maybe like early thirties, and he just had rough living. And also, it's like it's hard yeah, to tell with the could, fucking alien thing. Could be could be. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm like I'm a, I'm older than her in the sense that I definitely have like I'm the More bachelor experience. child at heart mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah. like, so are you thinking of like how old Ethan Phillips is? I do because mm. I think of him as the performer, and he's like, oh, and I, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, no idea yeah. who that is. Yeah, yeah, okay, that that's fine. It's just. Oh, buckle up! This this yeah. actually this season isn't bad for them. I think their first episode is pretty solid. Yeah. Speaking of which, let me go through the episodes that I listed for you guys. I did uh, Caretaker, the pilot, mm-hmm. uh, Parallax, uh, Phage, the Cloud, Prime Factors, Emanations. You skipped Emanations. I think I actually took it out after I don't the fact. It. Okay, well then, and <laughs> then Emanations, <laughs> uh, State of Flux, Heroes and Demons, which I I I, I, I thought that would appeal to. Uh, some of you. Actually, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Faces, Jatrell, and Learning Curve. Uh-huh. And I watched all of them because I can't. I've decided that I'm not the person who can just skip around. <laughs> <laughs> 
And with Deep Space Nine, that gets harder and harder. With Voyager, mm. it gets easier and easier. <laughs> so, um, I think I, I think I will say Neelix is not my favorite character. I okay. but I did like him, and He's I did like him character. and Cass. He's your favorite character. He's my favorite. Him and Schweitzer, <laughs> not Schweitzer, Schweitzer. <laughs> well, that's one name. He's coming up. Yeah. yeah, and that's I. I okay. That's my favorite. <laughs> I figured you guys would be all about the Doctor. Yeah, listen. Uh, there was there was in Phage. I was like, I like Neelix, and then he mm-hmm. went and got jealous. And I, I, one of my notes was if the Doc and Kess better not get feels for each other. Better, yeah, good. I don't want them to. No, I, I like Kess and Neelix. Yeah. Well, I like I like Kess. I like Kess and the Doctor, but from a a father daughter sort of like a paternal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost like, oh man, Kess needs a good. No, I did. I said it. You did. Okay. Okay. I mean, just so. give me give me a good computer learning how to be human story, and I'm like all over that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, like, that's my catnip. He's got a faster growth thing than like even even with data is kind of like slowly changing over time, but like the doctor has to start right. his journey right away. Like he's just mm. immediately right. like yeah. Well, yeah. he he's thrown into the thick of it. It's like full immersion course. Right. Yeah. So favorite characters are in the Neelix. Doc. Uh, a, a doctor. Yeah, uh, I, I do area. like Bolana. Nah. Yeah. Really, I thought you'd be more into Bolana. She's okay. She's okay. Okay. I like Tuvok. Like Tuvok. I have a soft spot for Paris. Really? Yeah. He seems like a dirt bag, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, feel like, I was like, I don't like Paris. He seems like a dirt bag. <laughs> like I, I don't mind him as a character to like further the plot. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of like oh, this asshole again. <laughs> See, I'm like, oh, this asshole again. <laughs> <laughs> Two sides in point. That's weird because there's not a lot of characters I like at this point. Really? Like the Doctor is yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Kess right now. Oh no, I don't like her later. Oh no, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But like Kess right now as the like kind of like the heart. Of the ship a little bit. She's she's the one who's like looking out for people and mm. trying to help the doctor be a person and right. you know and also like telling the captain like why are you letting your crew members treat the doctor that way right yeah. like she's, you this shouldn't be happening on your she's <laughs> like the morality without the ethics like she doesn't have all like the Starfleet stuff dragging her down like mm-hmm. oh it's just a computer she's just like I'm talking to this person who's talking to me back. It's a person. What the fuck? <laughs> you're yeah. treating this person badly. And they're like, it's just a computer. She's like, you're, no. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. We are nearing the halfway point for our first part. So I think we'll go to our commercial break. And then we'll come back, talk about favorite episodes, least favorite episodes, or any other character thing that we're thinking. We have not mentioned Chakotay yet. And I'm imagining there's some opinions. <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's go on check mail. Yeah. <laughs> Commercial! Commercial! It's Crazy Lou. I've been so successful with my sex candle business, I'm expanding. I know you, the dance, are your organs are bad. So I've got lots of organs. Come to Crazy Lou's Crazy Use Oregon Emporium. Do you need a spleen? I've got them. What about a lung? No. Okay. What are you? I'm crazy. You're not crazy. You don't come to me with my commercial with craziness asking for a lung. I'm Crazy Lou. You're normal customer. That's how this works. 
My bad. <laughs> crazy Lou, my stomach. <laughs> no, Crazy Lou's stomach. Wait, are you selling your own organs? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. I'm crazy. I have surgical addiction. I have a doctor remove all my organs and then put them back because it feels fine. Your fetishes are getting weird. The thrill is gone. I need to find new things just to feel alive. I'm Crazy Lou. Crazy Lou's Vidian sex. You <laughs> not sex. Use organ emporium. Use sex organs. Use sex organs. <laughs> Plus of Ocomp and ears. <laughs> Those are not sex Look again. <laughs> Messages of social enlightenment. Black lives matter. Yeah. Trans lives matter. Yeah. yeah. Stop Asian hate. Yeah. Water is life. Harris was distracted for a while, so we got some of those in before <laughs> she got a chance to. She's wiping her glasses. Listen, my eyeballs are off. I can no longer think. Think. <laughs> yeah. Water is life. Yeah. Wear your seatbelt. Yeah. yeah. Support the the striking writers and actors. We're a fan podcast. We are not a struck production by the terms of mm-hmm. the strike. So we're going to keep doing shows, but the producers need to fucking pay them. These are the people that create the thing that you sell. If right. you stop paying the people who create the thing that you sell, eventually you won't have the thing to sell that they created. Yeah. Cost what are you going to do yourself? <laughs> Cost-cutting measures like AI, which is one of many issues in, at issue in the strike, aren't going to make better art. Like, No. no. Certainly not. I, honestly, no. I think maybe they could get away with making a few more Transformers movies written entirely by AI, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there is no room for irreverence. There is no room for humor outside of non sequitur. There is no right. room for actual human feeling. Right. And we, we've all seen what the free market does, you know, the, the whole, the, the market of free ideas or whatever the fuck the conservative people talk on about, doesn't make good content. Right. They just dogpile on the first passion project that people seemed interested in and be like, let's recreate that until everyone hates it again. Hmm. Um, like, so what I'm saying is capitalism is bad and you should just let people create things and then you should pay them for the creations that they made. And pay them well. And, and pay, pay them, them well. <laughs> yeah. Jesus so Christ. So when you stream it, they should get paid again. Yeah. <laughs> like stop biting the people who literally make your food. But if you're a fan of stuff, keep watching the stuff you love that's right. out there. Um, it's already made. It's already on streaming. You're okay to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps boost right. blind demand, folks. Nope, that was a uh, Criminal Minds episode. Yes. Yeah, we, we also need to show that actors and writers have value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by consuming the things that they have created helps show that. It, it's a very tough business to be in, but the idea of eradicating the middle class writer or performer is a bad idea. Yeah. Because then you've got movies filled with... I mean, you've got The Flash. You've got a couple of big stars and deep-faked images of anybody who might have played Superman once. Yeah. Is that what you want? 
I know I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want to go see that movie again. I mean, yeah. I think that's also why we're seeing a steady loss of people going to say, like, why Why are these big blockbuster films that we should have made a billion dollars on, why are they failing? But, yeah, people keep going to the fucking Barbie movie. It's like, well, I kind of wonder why. <laughs> well, all those other movies have been lowest common denominator, and Oppenheimer yeah. and Barbie are... Passion projects. Weirdly idiosyncratic stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's actually unassailably good. Listen, the millennials and the older Gen Z folks are now the ones who are just now reaching disposable income status. Yeah. You gotta start fucking making it weird. <laughs> you have to start making it weird. You cannot be catering to Gen X anymore. They've got their stuff. They've got their DVDs. They're staying home. They're, they're older now. They want to stay home and they're going to rewatch their favorites with their kids or whatever. That's where they're at. You need to start aiming for the people who are like, but what if I watch something unhinged? Yeah. <laughs> that's the new crowd that's coming up with cash. Yeah. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Bring chaos to art. AI and cannot factor for chaos. Everything, right. everywhere, all at once. Just hire me. <laughs> a blip. It isn't a thing. That's mm-hmm. like what people want to see now. I'll like, bet you. I'll bet you fifty dollars right now. Barbie wins Best Picture next spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't want to take that bet because I. Th- I think I you're like right. Oppenheimer will, but <laughs> it's going to be a tie between the two. No. Yeah. Yeah. Bar- Barbie's going to be. The much more profitable one. I mean, Oppenheimer's going to make money. Everybody's going to be fine with Oppenheimer. But not only is Barbie going to win Best Picture, but for the next couple of years, everything's going to try to... Try to be that again. Try to be the next Barbie. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, exactly. And this would be a fantastic smash cut to like some type of YouTube series that I put Mm -hmm. together, but I sadly have not done that. Any other messages of social enlightenment? Support your unions. Support unions. Like Support unions. This this notion that unions are bad is the reading of watching like half of The Godfather and missing the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like have has union have unions been associated with some unsavory things, including organized crime in the past? Sure. Does that mean we should just do away with collective bargaining rights? That's a big leap, guys. It's right. a big leap. Yes. Because one gangster and one union guy had a little pasta fajoule one day. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't but that happens mean... everywhere, right? Like if you if you think your your government people haven't sat down with a mob boss or two, right? Then... <laughs> yeah, I was like, you you want to talk about organized crime? We can talk about yeah. politicians. We talk about law enforcement. We could talk about mm-hmm. teachers. I mean, we can talk about a whole bunch of different like basically organized crime is organized in the sense that it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. like you're not safe. <laughs> You turn around, there it is! You turn around, there it is! I don't support unions because I don't support corruption. Meanwhile, I would like to vote for Trump Stitt and Trump and all <laughs> the people that are terrible. <laughs> they're not they're openly terrible. And that reflects my <laughs> worldview. <laughs> be like, I too desire to be openly How can terrible. they be corrupted if they've passed the circle full tilt? They're overflowing with corruption. It's a whole new word. <laughs> That's called honesty. <laughs> corruption. He just tells it like it is. You just I'm steal your money. Vote for me. Came back around again. <laughs> Vote for me. I'm going to steal your money and I'm going to burn your land. <laughs> okay, at least he's honest. <laughs> Holding that bag of salt, just ready for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Occasional corruption is not an adequate reason to throw away your rights. Right. Nope. Yeah. And also, like, the fact that somebody is telling me, no, you shouldn't do that. Especially, like, okay, I, I don't mean to get all, like, 1920s, like, red ragger on you. But, like, if the boss says the unions are bad, then I think maybe the boss is lying. Yeah. <laughs> the boss already has all the money. Oh, they're saying unions are bad. But the maybe boss- unions are good. <laughs> oh, 
boss. He's a straight shooter. He doesn't have any ulterior motives. I'm gonna burn his house down. <laughs> I'm gonna kidnap his here. You don't need the to re- yes. have a family. Yes. Be like, hey, the reason why unions are the good alternative is because once upon a time we used to kidnap people. I say we, like I'm just like I'm from the you I'm a vampire from the 1920s. <laughs> You're a white lady. Your people did it. <laughs> true. Yeah. No, white people did it. Yeah. Absolutely. But like, yeah, they it's used part to of your kill people. <laughs> they used to like kidnap families and burn houses down. Like then they were like, yeah, it's fine if you have a union. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Just don't fucking kidnap my wife again. Be like, yeah, you want that alternative? Yeah, we're <laughs> let us have our unions. We have a long history of uh, well, not being able to vote first, but then once we were, we just stopped voting correctly after that yeah. moment. On that note, if you enjoy the things we're talking about, you might enjoy the other fine products at PartyApocalypse.com, including other podcasts like... Disorganized, a Corona Minds podcast with your host, Z. Laura. And me, Eris. And they air on Mondays. We also have Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show, Donna, Kenzie, and myself. We also have full runs of As the Myth Turns, Friendables, Two Friends Talking About Hannibal Lecter, and The Fourth Wall. Books, blogs, movie reviews, and nothing else... Z, do you have anything to plug? I, my order. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, I have a TikTok at underscore. It's just Z underscore. Nice. Nope. I, 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 I would love to say that I had something, but I really don't. For the podcast listener, I looked at Eris, and she was shaking her head, and we thought that was going to communicate the thing that we wanted to communicate. <laughs> so it's a no from Eris. Mm-hmm. Love of my life. Do you have anything? Love of my life. Do you have anything to plug? What was that? I, I mushed over the words. I love my life. Mushroom. No. We need subtitles for this episode. No, he said it's time to go back to the episode. I know. They heard it. Thank you. In case our dear listeners at home wonder what it's like to be married to this man, this isn't that different. This is a weird parasocial relationship. <laughs> <laughs> back to the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already said that. <laughs> they said with that, let's go back to the episode. Yeah. It was all cadence and inflection. <laughs> yeah. Why did the autistic one get that? <laughs> Reading facial cues. You're used tone to having voice. translating things from other people. <laughs> Maybe if we removed words from the equation, you would do better. <laughs> So we talked about favorite characters. I would say some of my favorite characters. Uh, I actually like Janeway the more I've watched Voyager. And she's also a part of uh, Prodigy, the, the animated show that was released recently. Okay. Um, I've I've learned to like her more. I think Kate Mulgrew is a good actress. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. underserved by the yes. writing on this show. No, no, no. They, I did not her. know Kate Mulgrew was a good actress until Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And she plays that Russian lady, right? Yes. Yeah. She's so good in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she had so much talent that Voyager producers, writers wasted. Yeah. They could have done so much more with her. Agreed. Who are your favorite characters? I mean, I like the Doctor. Yeah. I like Kess enough right now. Um, end of list. End of list. Okay. Yeah. I like Tom Paris. I think the more we learn about Tom Paris, it's not necessarily that he's a dirtbag, it's that he's kind of a burnout. Yeah. <laughs> you're responding to that vibe yeah yeah uh, and of all the star trek characters in the whole universe i think i would have the most affection for rom 
I think I would mm. be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Rom has a, a in like he has a permanent eternal invite to my birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's nobody on Voyager yet that I would want to just hang out with. But that's the thing. Mm. I think the more we learn about Tom Paris, the more I would want to hang out with him because I think we'd have a lot more in common. Like, you wouldn't want to hang out with Neelix? That bitch has so many stories. I would love. Like everybody complains about Neelix's food. No, but it, but it, like, oh, it's so spicy! It's so spicy! I'm like, nah, give me a, yeah, oh, please, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, sir, may I have some more? Yeah, no, I think I've often thought Neelix's food gets short shrift, and it looks like it would be good. I love that right. he's the morale officer. Yeah. Like yeah. that is self appointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he almost broke the ship with macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Who hasn't? <laughs> right. There is a Star Trek cookbook that was released that was as written by him. And he's like on the cover like, hey, I'm oh, Neelix! Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, like, like, oh, I would have to special order everything. I'd be like, listen, I know that you love spicy stuff. And like, I used to love spicy But like, you need to tell that to my intestines. Oh. I will have <laughs> such a bad day. Like, I don't need you to make it bland. I need you to make it not on the capsation scale. So like, add some like good herbs in there. Some like mm. basil, some oregano, or like whatever. Some other herbs. Herb. What? Some other herbs. <laughs> yes! Here's <laughs> like, marijuana is what they're referring to. <laughs> Wink! Okay, I got it! <laughs> yeah, herbal stuff. I, mean, I just want like, like Pottinger's Garden. I was like, yeah, the shit that you can just grow behind your kitchen door. Like, what the well, fuck are you talking yes. about? You only take your... <laughs> I know! It's just funny. Yeah, I only eat mine. <laughs> My lungs are fucked up. That's a joke. <laughs> Come on, Neelix. I feel like Shepherd's Pie. I think if he liked you enough, he would like tone down his dishes for the. But he also like, like he he's also warning people like, hey, like, (laughs) like be aware of these. These are very spicy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The the meals are modular to a certain degree. Absolutely. But I'd be like, yeah, load me up on that. Like, Leola root. I don't know if I'm all into that. Whatever. But uh, yeah, no, like make weird spicy stuff, and I'd be like. Let's do that. Which and everybody's like, oh, them? my tummy hurts. Like, be a Starfleet officer and just <laughs> suck it over it. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Oh, I'm going to use my replicator rations to make buttered noodles. <laughs> Shut up, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> the oh episode God. where they're picking fruit on the planet mm-hmm. and that, that one guy comes back all proud of himself. He's like, these look like apples. And Neelix is like, those will kill you in five seconds. Why did nobody go to check on the people in the orchard picking those things? <laughs> I guarantee you there's five dead crew members in that orchard right now. Right. Yeah, they're smelling like, that smells good. Nobody was like, oh, let's tell everyone to stop picking them. But they clearly Starfleet needs to start like teaching way more foraging classes because like there's ways to do that safely. Like you're you're wandering around the forest and you're like, I haven't had food for two days. Like you have to test shit. People do that now, here, on this planet. It's not a futuristic thing. I feel like Starfleet, uh, the more, the more I learn about, skills. the more I learn about Starfleet, the more I'm like, this is a fucking military, isn't it? This is fucking well, military. Well, except that um, it's our whole culture. We got way too comfortable in the future. Like, are we want for nothing. If, so we don't have to forage for anything. If, we just, you're like, going out into space! space. <laughs> but, you know, you never, you never think about that. NASA... <laughs> And the Peace Corps had an ungodly, like, child together. Mm-hmm. It would be Starfleet. <laughs> yes, I'm starting to not like it. Yeah, I say it. as I spill coffee all over my mouth. <laughs> you know, 36 years old, you think I'd figure out this drinking thing by now? But uh, the more we learn about Tom, 
Paris, like, his interests and mine align. Like, he is, like, a weird 20th century enthusiast. Mm. Like, he eventually installs a TV in his quarters because he replicates one, and he's just watching, like, old movies. He eventually, like, insists that, like, all the crew come to this holiday program that he's created, which is uh, a movie theater. Mm. Oh, okay. To watch monster movies. That's and I'm like, rad. yeah, that's that's him and me. And then he starts creating his own pulp characters for the holodeck. And I'm like, Tom and I would get along. Like, I'd be yeah. like, you've done some bad things, and I don't get your whole vibe occasionally, but <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to go. I want to go hug Rom, and I, I'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, he's your movie buddy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Least favorite characters. I want to like Chakotay so bad. I know you do. <laughs> I want to like him so bad. But he he's marking off a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. I I definitely feel like they were like, oh, it's our token native guy. Let's give him yeah. all of the native things. Mm. They don't even name like a mm. tribe that he comes from or anything. Yeah. He's just the closest native they get American. is that his tribe, as in there might be more than one. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the closest they get. And I I know this is kind of nitpicky, but the tattoo that he has, mm-hmm. is that supposed to be from his tribe? Because it looks Maori. Yeah, it, it looks Maori. Yeah. They address that in an episode There's later, an episode they? eventually that addresses yeah. it, but it's supposed to be a tribal thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean. Mm. Yeah. No, it's not Not great. to mention, he's played by, he's Mexican descent, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He is Latino. I can't remember if he's specifically Mexican. Yeah. Mexican, but I maybe okay. I so I mean, like indigenous people. Yeah, indigenous yeah. people were all over the place. But like, yeah, for them to be like, like, here's a brown guy. He's native. Yeah. Like that's yeah. <sighs> especially taking from like very clearly. Like I feel, I, I feel like the medicine bag and medicine wheel kind of stuff is more plains. No, all tribes have their own medicine people and stuff like that. Like, well, I meant like the, specifically the wheel and stuff that he has. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I know Cherokee has it, um, Osage has it, and Cherokee is um, from, like, North Carolina, Georgia, originally. Yeah. I guess what my, what I was trying to say is that, like, if, if like, the actor is Latino, so mm-hmm. if he was from the South American indigenous people tribes, like, do I wonder if they have that mm-hmm. much similarity. No, they do. Okay, cool. He was born in the United States, so it's not clear, but I believe, he's certainly Latino, but, uh, yeah. I don't know if his people came from, it might have been Peruvian, or okay. I'm not sure, but it's Central sla- slash South American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like indigenous, but not the indigenous that they are insinuating. Or it might yeah. be Spanish mm. descent too, yeah. so yeah. yeah, there's probably enough, more than enough European yeah. Yeah. shenanigans <laughs> going on in his... <laughs> I mean, not, uh, not to mention tree. that like they don't name it, and it's just like vague, and then it's very specific at times, and you're like, I wonder where you got that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's one of seven. He's one. Of, he's the seventh of ten children of Mexican Native American and Okay, so it's, yeah, okay. a little bit better. Yeah, I I knew Chicote was gonna be. I want to like him so bad. Right. I do. He mm-hmm. seems like like if if they took all the Native American stuff away from him, I think I would like him. I, I think you would too, because like yeah. Maquis, but mm-hmm. like right. Maquis for a reason, not because mm-hmm. like, hey, where are the guns at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he seems he seems like a good captain. Like, mm-hmm. I just it, I'm so squicked. 
mm-hmm. about the native stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just the way, and I know that that's not necessarily like the actor's fault or necessarily Chicote's fault. It's definitely a writer thing, yeah. but it is just, it's hard to get around. Yeah. I, I would not have expected you to do that. You so. mean you didn't like the part where he's in a coma and then he's just like having a spirit walk inside the computer? Oh, yeah, like, no, that was my favorite. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> I loved that episode. Or that he just like basically told uh, like everyone's like, oh, you have a spirit animal. Who's your spirit animal? Like, I don't yeah. know. <sighs> You're a white lady, you'll be interested in this. So. Yeah, and he was well, right. Well, and then he gives it to her, he's like, here's all my equipment, go! We used to be enemies, like, two hours ago. Yeah. You came to arrest me. Here's all my spiritual belongings. <laughs> yes. Shit. You know what, you know what would have been really, would have been a lot better? First of all, if they just didn't do that. But second of all, if they're like, oh no, he he's in a coma, and they're kind of doing all that stuff, and they're like, oh, were you spirit walking the whole time? He's like, no, don't be fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a coma, you idiot. There's something <laughs> Heal me. that I'm wondering about, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, I feel like all of his like native spiritualism is coming through other people mm-hmm. talking yeah. about it. Yeah. It's not like it's a major part of his character where he's constantly like bringing it up and like sharing his heritage with other people. It's like, oh, Chakotay once told me about, mm-hmm. and but it didn't happen on camera. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I remember when I had a spirit animal, and like, and Janeway's all like, oh, do you have a spirit guide? And like, it's just all of this like weird stuff. Yeah. But it's not like, and because like when he's in a coma, Balana's setting up the things. Like he showed me how to do this and I'm like okay all of this is off camera like we don't know anything about him and his connection to his spirituality at least not yet I think they dive into it a little bit more later on but his his background and that sort of stuff yeah but like as of right now it's just being told through the white people and the half Klingon lady but (laughs) that TBH is not that different from real life in where like somebody will share something about their culture and then a white person is like I heard this Mm -hmm. So, that is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not. But you're right. It like that sh- from the the writers, they should have given him more autonomy with his own culture. Mm, yeah. yeah. Instead of using it as like a here's a fun thing that we've got on the show this week. <laughs> right. Like, Look, we have an indigenous cast member who's actually indigenous. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's I, not great. Yeah. And I I wrote down the names of all the characters that. Mm-hmm. That were regulars and Carrie is on this list and I don't remember who that is. Oh, Carrie's <laughs> the asshole. O'Brien's stunt double, uh, the engineering guy that didn't get the job instead of Bellana. Oh, oh, like, oh! If yeah, you I look at like him from guy. behind, it's like, oh, it's O'Brien. Oh no, it's not O'Brien. Yeah. you can tell when you look at his face, it's not O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I don't like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, boring. Episode yeah. three, Parallax, Carrie's an ass. That was like my only note. Yeah. <laughs> Although it did apparently write Bolana and Janeway is my new lesbian power couple, so I think I did end up liking that episode. <laughs> Listen, I like it when they nerd out over scientific stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Lola. no, I'm I'm agreeing with it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Uh, pretty quick. We'll maybe talk about favorite episodes and least favorite episodes, although we've hit upon that, and then talk about ships and that sort of thing. Mm. Maybe some predictions about where the show might go from here mm. and that sort of thing from our uh, newbies. And then, uh, unless anybody else has anything they just got to express in the next minute or so, we'll go ahead and see you guys next time! Bye! Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>